So the situation that NATO finds themselves in is precarious because it seems like without saying the word no, NATO's just kicking the can down the road. They're just, they are in no rush to bring Ukraine into the fold. And 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 I got to be honest, it's because there is an ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin does not want to attack a NATO nation. That would be, at this juncture for for him, uh, suicidal. It would be it would be it would be a really poor idea. And and it seems to me, and and maybe Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis with Defense Priorities. Uh, first of all, good afternoon to you. Maybe you can clear this up for me. It 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 doesn't seem that NATO is saying no. But they're definitely saying no, or at least not right now. And until this con- until this war is over, I don't think there's any chance in bleep that NATO's getting in, or excuse me, that Ukraine is getting in until this thing's over. No, no, I've, Chris, you you have absolutely hit the nail square on the head. Better than any other person I've heard to date talking about this stuff. Everybody wants to talk around the issue. They want to talk about you know what was promised and what was what's being offered in, instead of just the the bottom line and i have poured over every word of of the uh the communique that was issued uh by nato about the g7 declaration that was issued subsequent to that uh listened to the speech by Zelensky and and uh, uh stoltenberg and then from uh president biden and, and the other g7 members and and there is no doubt that they are not being offered uh, anything that, that's even approaching an actual uh, timeline. In fact, Stoltenberg very expressly said uh, the, they will not be invited until, quote, conditions are met and, and members agree. Well, two of the key conditions are you have to have all ethnic disputes within your borders resolved and all border disputes resolved. Well, Ukraine has been in a civil war since 2014. It's still in that, uh, even in addition to the, the Russian portion, and the obvious border can issue is not resolved and is not going to be. And until those things are, meaning until there's a peace agreement that all sides agree to, there's not even the possibility of meeting the actual conditions. Everyone in NATO is aware that nobody is even has the slightest interest in bringing in Ukraine during the war because they know that that would be almost immediately turning into a war, and they're not going to do that. Uh, we're willing to help Ukraine. We're willing to help arm Ukraine to defend themselves, but we are not willing to go to war on behalf of, of uh, Kiev in a thing that can only harm our national security. We're, we're not going to do it, and I, I pray that Biden continues to stand by that. Well, and I think of the other stipulation, one of the other important stipulations, if you want to be a NATO uh, member, is you've got to be a democracy, and and Ukraine is like a, a quasi democracy. You, you mentioned the civil war; they're not a, a full fledged democracy. And I know you can throw Turkey in the mix as 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 being maybe an exception, uh, certainly a little bit to that rule. Um, but but the, the the thing that I found most striking today, and we're going to get to whether or not it benefits the United States for Ukraine to be a NATO ally in a moment. But but the president said today that NATO is more united now than ever in history. That's a quote. I'll paraphrase what NATO said. They said, well, until everybody's on board, until we've got everybody on board, um, we're not going to offer that membership. So who's who's lying here? 
is is this really the most united NATO in history, or are there still defactors that aren't for this yet? Well, I, I mean, that's that's always a, a matter of interpretation and opinion. Uh, but I mean, it's it's really impossible to to make that claim valid because during the Cold War, when it was a standoff between the the East and the West and the USSR and, and all of its 50,000 tanks and 2 million troops and, and all the nuclear weapons, et cetera. Uh, you, NATO was unified. They were a monolith. I mean, they were 100% everybody lockstep uh, without any question. So we have definitely not met that level of unity. And you don't have to look further than, uh, than Turkey uh, playing this to the maximum and, and withholding initial acceptance of, of Sweden and even Finland until they can get concessions, they can get what they want with EU membership. Uh, you you have uh, the uh, the president uh, of uh, of Hungary who is definitely not on board and has has uh, been kind of neutral in, in a lot of these respects uh, and is not interested at all in turning Russia into a, an enemy. So, no, we're not unified on this. Nobody wants war. Everybody wants the war to be over. Uh, but we are definitely not unified on bringing uh, Ukraine into this, Germany especially. They're, they're also not wanting to do that for the obvious reasons. Well, because the moment they become a NATO ally, we are at war. The moment they become a NATO ally, all of NATO's allies, all of the membership now must rally to Ukraine's side. And And while you can do that now with... With munitions, you can do that now with weaponry, tanks, aircrafts, whatever it is. It, we would now be committing people. We would now be committing soldiers and boots on the ground. And I don't think any NATO member wants to be a part of that. Let, let's let's suspend belief here for just a moment, if you will, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis. And 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 let's just say that Ukraine would be uh, become a NATO member. I like to think as a as an American, how does this affect us? How does this affect this country? And it, it, from a security perspective, does Ukraine joining NATO make us more secure, less secure? What, what is our viewpoint on it? What should it be? Yeah, you know, I actually addressed this on Fox News last night. And that, that's one of the most critical components that for whatever reason, very few people are even talking about you should never invite anyone into a, a mutual defense treaty obligation scenario unless your security is improved, both the United States and the existing NATO alliance. And there is no rational case that can be made that the alliance would be strengthened by having a member that's uh, on the border with Russia and has long-term, and I'm talking decades-long, disputes with Russia that uh, obviously came to blows in 2014 in 2022, and there's no reason to think that anything that has happened since is going to resolve those things to prevent it again. So even if the war comes to a negotiated end, let's say in 2024 sometime, there's still going to be this animosity and hatred on both sides that could cause this to spiral into a war again in the future. And if you have, just consider, if you gave Ukraine in admission after that, now then they're going to feel a lot more uh, you know, strong and cocky with 32 members of military behind them, so they will be a lot more willing to, to poke at the bear uh, because they think now that it's not just them alone. Well, Ukraine uh, is not going to be drawing uh, – Ukraine would then be drawing us into potential conflict that could go nuclear right away. So, do you really think today, that? Do you really think – do you no, think no, they no. would poke the bear? Oh, for sure they would. I, I mean, why would they not? 
because they any negotiated settlement in the foreseeable future is going to require the loss of some territory. There's no chance that they get their 1991 borders back in the foreseeable future because there's no chance they can force Russia off the territory they hold right now. Forget about if they get any more this summer. But So you would have to negotiate away territory now. Then you get into NATO with what's left. So they're going to want to get it back by whatever means, whether now, five years from now, 10 years from now, we'll always have that Damocles sword hanging over us because we never know when they're going to want to try to push to get their land back. Well, then maybe that's a that, that in and of itself is a reason enough for, for to deny membership. If, if you've got somebody who who would be I would call it reckless, uh, then then that might not be the best person to welcome into the fold uh, at this juncture. I, I have about 30 seconds left here. Um, you know, I, Ukraine has a troubled history. They are not without blame. There has been corruption in Ukraine, certainly even in the last five years. Um, are are they completely uh, harmless here, or, or did they play a role in this? No, of course they definitely played a role, as did we, frankly, uh, by the fact that we know now, because it was admitted by France and Germany, that the Minsk Accords, which could have prevented this war from ever starting and saved everyone's life, it was nothing but a ploy to say, no, we're, we're going to – we just want to build up our military so that we can retake Crimea by force. So – we we could have avoided war. We didn't want to because they, they wanted 1991 borders. They would settle for nothing less. We were uh, complicit in that because we agreed to it. Uh, and, and both all of the West and Ukraine got rid of every chance to prevent war from the outside. And, of course, wow. they just blamed everything on Russia. And, and they did invade, so they do have blame. You can't deny that. All that but, to say, Russia should not be invading another country and taking further territory. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis, thanks so much. Got to take a break. More next on JR Afternoon.